first half of the 20th century, tens of thousands of kilos were produced in Amsterdam. During the First World War, it was exported to soldiers on both sides of the front, with full approval of the Dutch government. Nowadays, it's hard to imagine. Over a century ago, Holland was one of the world's biggest producers of cocaine. Between 1900 and 1962, thousands of kilos of cocaine were produced and shipped to all parts of the world. Officially, the purpose of the all-white powder was medicinal. But during World War I, the factory had permission from the government to traffic a fair share to both Germany and England, who used it to provide soldiers on both sides of the front. How's that for commercial spirit? Cocaine is one of the most popular drugs in the world, and that's no coincidence. Thousands of years ago, the coca plant was already sacred by the Incas because of its medicinal and stimulative qualities. When a German chemist was able to isolate the active alkaloid from the plant in 1855, called it cocaine. In the following decades, all kinds of new wonder drugs containing coca or cocaine became readily available, from ointments and powders to pills and potions. A drink like Vin de Mariana is a good indicator of the zeitgeist in those days. So is Coca-Cola, patented in 1886. Among other ingredients, this 19th century energy drink contained a coca leaves extract. Another telling example of the coca craze of the late 1800s was Sigmund Freud, who saw cocaine as the ultimate miracle drug. He even prescribed it to his friend to help him shake his morphine addiction. Miracle drug or not, the medicinal effects of cocaine are evident. It works splendidly as a local anaesthetic or as a painkiller. It came as a welcome addition to anyone's medicine cabinet. From 1870, Amsterdam's go-to supplier of self-produced cocaine was Dr. Jose Alvarez, who sold his preparations from his tiny lab at ZX16. An ad in a medicinal journal claimed that his coca pills would yield the most astonishing cures of neck, breast and lung diseases, like colds, asthmatic attacks, tiny sores of the lungs, even when the latter is already highly apparent. You could also get coca or cocaine products without a recipe carrying names like Vin de Coca de Peru or Professor Dr. Samson's Coca preparations at any pharmacy, drugstore or grocer. And although it was becoming quite clear that cocaine and opium could be very addictive, doctors had no problem prescribing them. Opium or cocaine addictions weren't seen as social issue. Alcoholism was. In Amsterdam, public drunkenness was punished with a fine of 10 guilders, whether a substance is taboo or not changes over time. The coca leaves used for the European cocaine were initially imported from Bolivia or Peru. Especially the Peruvian kind was massively consumed. It came in through the port of Hamburg. Holland wouldn't be Holland if it didn't smell money in the coca trade. In 1878, a couple of coca bushes were shipped from South America to Java, where they were planted on the Hortus Botanicus in Buetenzor Plantation. Twelve years later, the coca was ready to be exported. It took another five years before the factory was actually in business, but it was done in 1900 on the corner of Schinkenstraat in Amsterdam. The NFC started to produce its first batches of cocaine. On one side of the lab was the boiler room, with a steam boiler and air pump. On the other side was the extraction room, with a fueling kettle, a mixing barrel and 15 cauldrons for processing and repository. In only a couple of years, the quality of Java coca improved so much that it was outclassed the stuff from Peru. The demand for Dutch-produced cocaine kept rising. Other cocaine factories were built, one in Amsterdam and one in Meeple, in the east of Holland. The NFC also expanded its factory with several new buildings and built an extra floor on top of the old building. In the years before the First World War started, the paradigm was starting to shift. 
drug trafficking was starting to be considered as something problematic. During the International Opium Conference in The Hague in 1911, an agreement was reached, instigated by the United States, to start regulating the trade and production of cocaine internationally. It took a while before the Netherlands was ready to ratify the agreement. By now, Amsterdam became the biggest transit port for coca in the world. The Java coca yielded 500 million guilders a year. In 1908, NFC even moved to a brand new location on the Devon Dretsikad because further expansion of the old factory buildings was impossible. At first, the Dutch cocaine factory was cashing in on the outbreak of the war. Not only did the NFC's biggest competitor, the German Merck, lose its accessibility to commodities and markets, the demand for cocaine rose exponentially on both sides of the front. Technically, there was an export ban on medicine from Holland's neutral territory, but the NFC got special exemption. As World War I kept dragging along, it became harder and harder for the NFC to get hold of the raw materials. Still, they kept providing both parties with hundreds of kilos of cocaine. Experts have different views on the amount that was trafficked during war years. Writer Connie Brown researched the NCF for her book, The Cocaine Salesman. She calculated a number of approximately 30,000 kilos exported per year between 1914 and 1918, making Holland the world's greatest producer of cocaine in those years. After the war, the production of the Doven Dretschikads continued, but the Opium Act of 1919 determined that cocaine was only allowed to be produced by companies with a permit. The Opium Act was further amended in 1928, now stating that cocaine was only allowed to be produced for medicinal purposes. As the substance started losing its importance as medicine, the demand for it dwindled. For a while, NFC focused on producing morphine and heroin. In the Second World War, the Nazis took over the plant to make ephedrine, one of the raw materials for crystal meth. But the greatest hit in the latter years would prove Novocaine, which would be used by dentists for another few decades. In 1962, the Dutch cocaine factory closed its doors after a takeover by the Royal Zauenberg Organon. Many of the activities were relocated to Appledorn. In 1972, the Stock Corporation, which no longer had the core task of fabricating chemical products, mainly coconut, hydrochlorium, and byproducts and sales thereof, ceased to exist. In 1975, the name was changed from NFC Holdings Incorporated with Axo Noble as its parent enterprise. Cocaine had gotten such a bad name it couldn't be part of the factory's title anymore. How many kilos were precisely produced and whether Holland was or wasn't the greatest producer in wartime is something historians will probably be bickering about for years to come. What remains a fact is that NFC profited from the First World War with help from the Dutch government. A peculiar history, especially when you take into account what Holland's current Demissionary Minister of Justice has said about cocaine dealers and users in recent years. What was that again, about having blood on their hands? I hope you guys enjoyed this short story and please like, share and subscribe and stay tuned for plenty more stories and interviews coming soon. Thank you guys.